This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Huzo. Huzo is an acronym for human sound. Huzo delivers uniquely enhanced human toning sounds through headphones as well as through pads placed on your major acupuncture meridians on your body, which are your wrist and your ankles, thereby introducing a specific modulated frequency that are balancing and harmonizing throughout your body. One session takes about 30 minutes, and during that time, a strange series of tones create a natural resonance in your body that Huzo claims counteracts the harmful EMFs, toxins, and stresses you are exposed to during the day or just normal living, all while balancing the body, leaving you with a clear head, improved health, better sleep, and the feeling of calmness and well-being. You can try one at www.thisishuzo.com slash rebel. Use the code rebel25 to save $25. The folks at Huzo even have a great payment solution for you with terms up to 12 months. Check it out. I highly recommend this machine. It has changed my life and calmed me out. Thank you and enjoy this episode. That's something that's been wired in us through childhood. When you think about it, like if you went to the doctors and you were stressed, they give you a lollipop. Like there's so many little things that happen and that are just like so subconscious. It's like, why do we do this? Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. On today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast, I have Michelle Kissel, and we are going to discuss emotional eating and rewiring your brain for diet and emotional eating. So, Michelle is an integrative health practitioner, certified brain rewiring coach, and the host of Metamorphosis with Michelle, a podcast. Michelle helps frustrated women ditch bloating and emotional eating for good by helping them uncover their physical and mental blocks to feeling well. Michelle spent years feeling overworked and overstressed, causing her to experience severe chronic gut issues like candida, SIBO, and parasites, and low self-esteem. After dialing in her nutrition and supplementation, she realized that she would not heal until she worked on the missing piece, her emotional health. Sick and tired of battling her inner critic and emotional eating habits, Michelle finally turned to brain rewiring where she was able to identify and overcome the underlying triggers and limiting beliefs that kept her stuck in her chronic illness. She offers one-on-one coaching as well as her new group coaching program, Emotional Eating Freedom. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And like always, please take a minute and rate and review my show. It's greatly appreciated. And have a great day.
Okay. All right. All right. Michelle, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. How are you doing this afternoon or morning there? How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. You know, can't complain about anything today. No, that's good because complaining doesn't help much, does it? No, not at all. All right. Before we dig into emotional eating and rewiring your brain, I would like to ask you a couple questions so that the folks listening get an idea who you are or who is yeah. Michelle. Is it, is it Kessel? Kessel, that's right. What was your catalyst for getting into this health coaching realm, first of all, and then even a little deeper into emotional eating and brain rewiring part of it? So let's yeah. start out with the, the catalyst for getting into this crazy realm of helping people get healthy. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure most people who are in this space have a similar answer that it started on my own health journey. So I struggled with my health issues for years, had a lot of chronic gut health issues. You know, I had it all like SIBO, candida, parasites, mold illness, um, all of like the basic, not even basic, but you know, all the things that could happen that occur and cause problems with gut health. So that's what I was dealing with. And I was really always into nutrition and eating clean. Um, of course, when I went to college, that kind of took a downward spiral. And I experienced a bit of the college life and let my, my nutrition out the window. And that's when my health issues occurred. But that's another story on that stuff. But yeah, so I was already eating pretty clean, but had all these deeper issues. So that kind of led me to down the rabbit hole of researching and learning and really getting really into and obsessed with health and finding so much passion into it. So while I was spending most of my free time learning about it, I figured it was time to get certified as an integrated health practitioner myself so I can go a lot deeper into the knowledge that I'm already so fascinated by and see how I can help myself more and then learn how to help others as well. Okay. And where did you do that through? Um, it's called the Integrated Health Practitioner Institute. Dr. Stephen Cabral runs it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've had him on the show a long, long time ago. No way. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, very intelligent. Very, yeah. yeah. I love his podcast. And, uh, and he's, yeah. A, yeah, he's an amazing man. The program man. was really good. I recommend it. <laughs> now, what drew you into the emotional eating area of this and the brain rewiring more so? Or both of those, because both of those are very needed, especially with the last couple of years we've been through. You know, it's been a it's been a pretty negative year and a half, or yeah, about a year and a half now of stuff that we've been through as a as a society. So, what drove you into the emotional eating end of it and the brain rewiring end of it? Yeah, so this was actually a more recent turn of events. I really started as a gut health coach, but. As I was getting deeper into my own healing, I was ready to heal these other wounds. 
And then when I did my own healing of these wounds of the mental health and the emotional eating, I then wanted to take that and help others with it as well. So when I like was in college, my emotional eating kind of started from the high stress of school. And it was something that I was had going on, but I wasn't fully like ready to admit to the world or even to myself, to be honest. It was like, I'm sad, I'm stressed, I'm going to turn to food. And I was just obsessed with food, thinking about it all day long and just had chronic thoughts about what am I going to eat next and planning my meals in my head. Like there wasn't space for other thoughts because my mind was just consumed with food. But it wasn't even something I was ready to heal. I was just really focusing on the physical aspect of I have chronic bloating. So once I kind of dealt with the chronic bloating, I realized that this issue was still going on, even though I relieved myself of my physical imbalances. I was still turning to food in times of stress, in times of sadness, even in times of joy. Emotional eating isn't always negative emotions. It can be positive ones too. And also, I never really looked at what emotions I wasn't feeling, what thoughts were running in my brain, how I was speaking to myself internally and externally. And I was never fully healing because I was only focusing on the physical aspect of my journey and ignoring this whole other side that is so instrumental to healing. And I would honestly now say, I think it's more important to heal this than the physical stuff because when you're able to do the brain rewiring work, and heal your self-sabotaging patterns, the physical stuff comes easy because you don't have to rely on your willpower or your motivation. It's just second nature. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, as I said, the last, you know, we're headed to the summer of 2021. And I don't know about what it's like out in Cali or Southern California, but we've been open here in Georgia for quite some time. So you've had a severe, more severe lockdown than we have had. And stuff is finally starting to open up there as well, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, but it's been complete chaos over the last year and a half, as I said. And uh, there's so many health problems that came from this, including substance abuse, but more so food substance abuse and overeating and binge eating and sugar, you know. Even, I mean, this, I'm a very clean eater, but this last week and a half for myself has been like an emotional roller coaster ride. And I felt like kind of a fat kid at the Golden Corral <laughs> these last few days. And I've been binge eating a lot. And, you know, Sunday night, I was like, I got to stop this. You know, so being in this realm of health coaching, you know, we do get sucked in especially when there's emotional stuff going on or not, like you said, happy stuff, family, you know, Aunt, Aunt Betty's birthday or Thanksgiving is always a big eating one. You know, then you got Thanksgiving. You go from Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve, you know, and that's like a binge eating glore for everybody. Yeah, it's glorified to be that. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and uh you know, now it's summertime, so we got to get the bathing suits out and get out on the water and have some fun. But we look at ourselves and go, what the hell? 
So, you know, I kind of think of, first of all, sugar is a huge, huge addictive component of, I mean, it's like, it's more addictive than cocaine. And, and, yeah. and big food companies are like the drug lords of, of sugar. They hide that shit everywhere, you know, so that we can buy it again and buy it again because, hey, that tastes good. So what are some of the causes of emotional eating or what causes somebody to begin emotional eating? Yeah, totally. I think there are many different causes, but a few that I find common are number one, stress. When we're stressed, there's both like the physiological and emotional components that occur. Number one, physiologically, cortisol spikes. When cortisol spikes, you increase your hunger hormones. So you want whatever is going to kind of quench that big hunger drive that the cortisol is causing. So what's going to give you that quick rush, that quick spike? Most likely food that isn't healthy and it's full with sugar and it can be healthy food. You can binge on healthy food too, because that's what I did personally. Really? Yeah, I mean, not like I never was like a McDonald's eater. Um, I was yeah, more like, uh, I mean, I wasn't binging on carrots, but it was like the gluten free, vegan, like snacks that aren't like great to overeat, but they're not full of garbage either. <laughs> right, right. My my binger is uh, Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I need something. I need some, you know, it's that sugar fix for me. Exactly. It's a sugar fix. So, but you know, and none of us really binge on carrots. Right. You no, know, it's like, okay, that's the last thing we want to binge on because it really has, it, it really doesn't satisfy that. But I, I suppose somebody would binge on carrots. I don't, I know it's not my go to. You know? Anything is possible, right. but that's not the most common scenario. Right. So, I mean, like I said, we have alcohol. You know, is a big a, a big binging thing, and and during that last year and a half, a lot of people resulted in alcohol over abuse, and you know, alcohol sales were high during the last year and a half. But why food? Yeah, well, food also releases dopamine in our brain, especially high calorie sugar foods. You know, like when we're feeling some sort of negative, or I don't even want to use the word negative, but maybe like emotion that doesn't make us feel as good, whether that's sadness, regret, guilt, shame, anger, hurt, whatever, and so on, and you just want to feel good, food releases dopamine, which is going to make you have those feelings of pleasure, of joy, et cetera, that you're so quick to crave because it's a quick hit. It's not like, you know, releasing the emotion fully and letting yourself experience it and letting your body naturally turn to joy. It's getting it quick and it's getting it fast. And our society prides itself off of instant gratification. How can I get something yeah. the quickest? How can I fuel myself the fastest? And food is going to do that. And it's a convenient. It's everywhere. We all have it in abundance. It's so accessible. It's one of the easiest things to become addicted to and overdue on. Okay. So let's talk about emotional hunger versus true hunger. Yeah. Can you divide that up for us, please? Totally. So when you're physically hungry, it will come from the stomach 
When you're emotionally hungry, it will come from the mind. Your mind will tell you, go eat this. Versus when you're physically hungry, you're like, you feel it in your body. Like, you're like, oh, I'm hungry. And when you're physically hungry, like, you're not going to be as set on a certain food. It's like, oh, like, you know, I'm just going to make my veggies or whatever. When it's emotional, it's like, I need this XYZ. Like, I need, I don't know, a brownie. I need peanut butter. It's like, something specific that's going to kind of give us that quick release of dopamine. Some other things for emotional hunger are after you eat, you have feelings of guilt, of shame, you have regret, you're not even listening to your hunger cues, you're overdoing it past the point of satiation, you're doing it when you're emotionally charged. Let's say you had a fight with someone, then you go order food. Or let's say you're depressed or sad in the moment, then you go order food. Versus physical hunger is biological. We need to be nourished. We need to eat. And it's just routine. You stop when you're full. You eat things that you know are nourishing. You don't feel guilt. You don't feel shame afterwards. Hmm. So I was digging around your Instagram page. Yeah. So first of all, your Instagram is... At it's Michelle Kissel. Yes. Right. So I was digging around on there. And what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when you're trying to quit emotional eating? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest ones is going through the restriction and binge cycle. So just being like, okay, you know what? I'm done. And just like fully restricting to the point where they're not actually listening to their body's natural hunger cues. Because there is this, like a science of nutrition and we do need to eat a certain amount of food, certain types of foods to fully nourish our body. And we can't neglect that. You can't just go from eating a tub of ice cream to a green juice fast the next day. Our bodies don't work like that. So you want to make sure you're doing things in a balanced approach. Let's say you did have that emotional eating episode, but you the next day you shouldn't go from that to restriction. Just go into your normal routine and let your body get back into homeostasis. I think like that's the biggest thing. Another really big thing that happens is People just focus on the food, but they're not focusing on the underlying emotions. Or if they are, they're just identifying the emotion, but they're not actually doing the deeper work to address it. It's one thing to say, yeah, I'm sad. Yeah, I'm hurt. But it's like, let's go deeper. Why is that happening? Where did this first start? What triggers you? Is it always this trigger? We can always ask questions to go deeper and identify the certain patterns that are causing you to continuously do this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've felt that myself over the last couple of days. It's like, I could feel that going, okay, I got I got to stop this madness. You know, and then I go, okay, well, I did this yesterday. I'm going to do this today. And then all of a sudden, I'm, something hits me and then it's like, damn it. And I go back into that phase it's it gets it's it's tricky and then one thing i found myself not doing was exercising which is so important for your brain mm-hmm. that i had a, in order to stop the roller coaster i had it i had to start exercising no matter what it took because that rewires your we're going to get into brain rewiring yeah. but for me that's like making myself feel good in a good way instead of making myself feel good in a bad way 
Totally. So uh, another thing you brought up on there is what are some of the ways to stop this madness? Like yeah. what, what are some of your tips for your clients to like, I know removal is one, you know, just empty. Like that's what I did yeah, on, on Sunday night is just got the trash can in the middle of the kitchen and just took everything out of the cupboards that wasn't serving me and threw right. it away. Yeah, environment's important, and but that's only like one aspect. And it's something that some people override if they really want to. You know, it's like we have Uber Eats and Postmates on our phone. <laughs> so even if our environment's clean, right. we can always <laughs> go yeah. out of our way to change it. I keep forgetting about Uber Eats. It's like, well, hopefully it's a devil. It's a devil. <laughs> Exactly. It's instant gratification. It's so accessible. So we really have to do that inner work. So even if our personal environment's clean, we're not tempted by these other uh, factors that can deliver it to us. <laughs> Uber Eats. Yeah. And, and now, yeah, Uber Eats. And then we have, what's the other one? DoorDash, Postmates. DoorDash. There's a, yeah, it's like, oh my goodness. There's so many. <laughs> One good thing with DoorDash, though, is they do have healthy options. You just have to dig for them. Right. I mean, we have tons of healthy options here in San oh, yeah, Diego, yeah, yeah, yeah. but either way, right. it's like so accessible. It's, yeah. It's like the phone is actually an addiction now. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like it's where everything is so accessible and so, you know, and there's an app for everything. It's like I, so even to book a tennis court, I had it, I have to go to an app now to book time on the court it's like oh, come on now can i just show up no you have to have time slot it's like okay because i yeah. really really i'd like to go back to the old flip phone where nobody can text me and you know it's like because let's be honest text message you can read into them any way you want totally and that can start a trigger for a lot of people i know i've been really into voice messaging because Number one, it's so much faster and easier, right. and it gets the point across in the way that I would like to voice it. Well, that's a good idea. I have a couple friends that do that, and I know you're on Instagram. You're big on that reels thing. Yeah, and it's like I, I, I can't, I can't do this part. I just can't. You know, it's only because it's one of the best ways to get your con content noticed these days, and. Honestly, sometimes I do like it because I can just say something versus right. like typing it out. So right. with everything, pros and cons. <laughs> I know. I know. And now people are doing those. I, and you've got a couple out there where you just play the music in the background and put words <laughs> up and smack them to the side. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have time for all this. Yeah, it's so, a lot, but yeah. you got to make it fun. <laughs> all right. What about journaling? Yeah. You recommend journaling for overeating or for eating, emotional eating? I do believe there's so much value in number one, just brain dumping, getting all the thoughts that you're thinking out. Because whether you are working with a coach, a therapist, or you're not, it's good to just get things out of your brain, either verbally, on paper, just like so they're not spinning so much in your head. So that's one perk. Another thing is like if you have good prompts that ask you good questions, Maybe you don't have someone else asking you. It's a good way to just get to know yourself better and really find answers internally and start your own self-healing journey. So I don't think that's like the way to cure it, but it's definitely part of the process. Okay. Meditation? 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm a huge proponent and fan of meditation. Um, I actually record custom brain rewiring meditations for my clients okay. that kind of guide them through the brain rewiring steps that I teach and really visualizing how they want to show up and feel and connecting the mind and the body together with like the elevated emotion and the thoughts of who you want to be. Because if even if you're not doing like that kind of meditation, just letting yourself be the observer of your thoughts for a few minutes is so powerful. And I think adding that to your routine is pretty instrumental. Okay. Let's take you just brought up brain wiring. So we're gonna start, we're gonna go into that right now. I've got a couple other questions from Instagram, but we can dig those in if we have time later. Sure. You know, brain rewiring has been around for a long time and football coaches use it for their teams. You know, there's some uh, here or in the Southeast, we have Nick Saban, of course. And we have, you know, Tom Brady, who is probably the ultimate in rewiring the brains of his other, of his teammates. Uh, And we have like motivational speakers like Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, of course, you know, he's huge on this. Let's talk about brainwave wiring and how did you get into this part and what does it mean to you? What does brain rewiring mean to you? Yeah. So what it means to me is taking a look at the programs that are running in your brain, which are your thoughts, your beliefs, the way that you were conditioned and changing them to shift into who you truly are because I believe that it's more deconditioning who you're told to be than it is becoming someone fully new because you're authentic and you're whole. And as you grow up, it's like society tells you this, your parents tell you this. From zero to seven years old, we're literally walking sponges, absorbing everything that everyone around us is doing. And That's what's forming our neural pathways in our brain. So the rewiring process is really dissecting what those are and shifting them into what you want them to be and who you truly are at your core. So you're not an emotional eater at your core. We can change that. You're not like unhealthy at your core. Let's shift that. So we're all running on certain neural pathways. Like that's how our brain works. So it's really just about shifting them into who and what we actually want to become and what actions we want to take. Okay. And this was like, I think it was neuroplasticity, right? Yes. And also I, I read a quote. At one point in my life, it was neurons that fire together, wire together. Yeah, I always say that. (laughs) And that's a good quote. You know, and it's a famous phrase, but, you know, this is something that, you know, it's like, like you said, we're told to be one way by society. Even now, so more than we were, because now we have social media. So we follow all these people on Instagram, we follow these people on Facebook, and we all see this this plastic world that a lot of people live in, you know, everything's roses. Nobody's complaining. Well, some people complain, but (laughs) you know, you, but you see this lifestyle that people are posting and everybody's like, well, I got to one up that person. So let's talk about that part of it because, you know, I've got people that I follow that are food junkies and go to these restaurants and post these fabulous meals and, 
and our foodies. And when we're rewiring ourselves for food, especially, or binge eating or overeating or going down that rabbit hole of, you know, emotional eating, how do we stop that when we're rewiring our brain? Yeah, I mean... There's an extensive kind of steps to stop it. But one thing that you mentioned is like with Instagram and the people you follow, that's something that's on us. We decide who we follow. I always tell my clients, unfollow anyone that is making you feel less than, that is triggering you, that's making you feel comparisonitis. You have the power to decide who you follow. And that's a choice that you make. So you don't like unfollow them. Or if it's going to hurt someone's feelings, you can just mute them so their stuff won't show up on your feed. Like we always can take our power back and take control of what's in our reality. So like that's kind of one piece of it is just taking control of your own environment. Who are you surrounding yourself with? What are you consuming on the day-to-day? And let's kind of go through that and see what's serving you and what isn't. Because if you want to change your reality, you need to change what you're surrounding yourself with because that's what you're consuming and that's what you're going to unconsciously become. So there's like one piece of it. The other pieces are really, I think, like working with a coach or a therapist or a healer or whatever support system works for you is so important because when you're running your programs, it's like, yeah, you might be able to notice what's serving you and what isn't, but there's a lot of stuff that's just so unconscious and so buried in there. And it's so autopilot. And until someone else points out to you, like, you know, you're really doing this or you're saying this, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that. Because it's just autopilot and having a perspective that's not your own and that's there to support you is so instrumental because you're able to see these things in a different light and be able to have a reframe and a different perspective on these things that you're just unconsciously doing. And do you feel that for a person to go to a coach and talk about this versus a person going to a friend? I think, in my opinion, it's a lot better to be honest with your coach. Yeah. Our friends have their own biases, you know, like whether it's their own insecurities that they're going to project on us or whether they know like things about us that, you know, it's just, it's better to go to like a third party that's unbiased and there to help you get to that next level because they have the roadmap. They've done their training. They have experience, et cetera. (laughs) So what are some of the benefits of rewiring your brain? Oh my God, how much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's endless if you really want to change anything in your life, physical health, emotional health, mental health. It starts in the brain. If you want to, like Joe Dispenza always says, if you want to change like, your actions, you need to start with your thoughts and beliefs and programs. And that's like where we need to start for everything. If you want to eat cleaner, if you want to stop relying on food as your emotional crutch, it starts with what's going on inside your brain. So that's kind of one piece. But I mean, I can say from personal experience, the shifts that I have are insane. I mean, gave me a whole set of confidence I never had. Um, It healed my relationship to food and emotional eating. It got rid of 
any lingering bloating and digestive issues that I was still holding on to. It helped me just change a lot in my life. Um, I've literally become a different person through brain rewiring because if you want to, you can. So what are some of the things, because I I was looking at your website, I really, I mean, it's a very simple site, (laughs) but it's very to the point. Good. So I mean, plus it, you can't really do much digging around, which is cool. Yeah, it's just kind of like the landing page. Right. <laughs> but it's good because, you know, but I love some of the things like, imagine if you no longer have urges to eat when stressed out. That's something that we all go to. That's a go-to for stress. Right. As you've mentioned. But, you know, that's something that we, when we write our brain, we have to say, or we have to practice that, correct? Totally. And... That's something that's been wired in us through childhood. When you think about it, like if you went to the doctors and you were stressed, they give you a lollipop. Like there's so many little things that happen and that are just like so subconscious. It's like, why do we do this? We were programmed that way. So it takes really going and doing like this deep healing to change these patterns. So when you start working with somebody, where do you start with them? What, where do you start with a, as somebody that's new to you and has emotional eating issues? Because we all have them at some point. Totally. Yeah. So I always start with the physical. So making sure you're eating clean food, your blood sugar is balanced, your gut is healthy because someone might be having like candida and craving sugar, but that's not emotional. That's like you have pathogens. So let's make sure your physical vessel is clean. So we know it's not like a physical imbalance first. So I always want to make sure my clients are eating whole, real foods and feeding themselves with nutritious meals. Okay. And what's, I mean, you know, everybody, gut health is probably the number one cause of all disease, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's been said forever. And I've said that a million times on this show. But can I forgot about candida and sugar cravings, you know, because that gets pushed to the side a lot. Because gut health is like, okay, your gut, let's get your gut healthy. But candida is part of your gut. Yeah, exactly. And like, I have such a huge background in like gut health. And that's what I was primarily focusing on. So I think like ignoring that part when it comes to certain cravings with food is something that a lot of people miss and they don't really go into. But we have to make sure that our vessel is clean and our gut is healthy and kind of just starting and covering all the bases. So when you're working with somebody rewiring their brain, and here's a biggie, because we all have these fucked up childhood stories. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, you're picked out, like, picked on as a fat kid or picked on, you're bullied, or your mom and dad, you have these visions of your mom and dad arguing, or there's always something in our past that we have to unpack. We have to peel back these layers to get to. Now, when you're rewiring somebody's brain, do you help them unpack that? Yeah. And, and put those on a shelf or take them, or do you get to that? When you're doing this as a, as a coach, do you, re, do you get that deep in, in peeling back the layers of the onion to get to that root? 
Absolutely. It's like when it comes to health, we can say a lot of the root cause is gut health. When it comes to emotional health, the root cause is childhood. So if I'm ignoring childhood, I'm ignoring the root cause. So that's kind of where I start is childhood. (laughs) Okay. And that's a lot because, I mean, I know myself, my mother, I'm not going to let you peel back my onion, but (laughs) my mother worked a third shift. So we had to cook for ourselves and it was always box foods. And you know as well as I do that most of those frozen box foods are nothing but garbage mm-hmm. food. So that's what I, you you know grew up on. Now that didn't, that wasn't something that that wasn't part of my onion, but the fact that I didn't have a mother to cook dinner was part of my onion. Yeah, totally. So that's kind of hard to do. So when you're doing this rewiring, what would you say to somebody to rewire that aspect? Yeah, I mean, it's not really something that I can say, but I think it's giving them the tools to tap into their own inner child and connect with their inner child and see what their inner child would want to say to them and having that conversation as like inner parent and inner child and kind of like doing your own reprogramming work. So I'm really just the guide. I'm not claiming that I'm the healer, of course, like I'm just giving the tools and the platform and the space to do that for yourself by guiding you through certain practices, meditations, and tools so you can connect to those pieces of yourself and work through them. Okay, good. Good answer. I like that. So what are some of the biggest mistakes you see when you're coaching somebody for emotional eating or trying to quit emotional eating and rewiring their brain? What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see? Yeah, um, a big thing is people get really obsessed with controlling. So at first, it's like controlling the food to maybe controlling their emotions to the point where they're just like, oh, I feel this way. And just like, but not letting themselves actually feel it. You know, like, What I like to tell people is if you just let yourself feel what you're feeling, it's going to go away so much faster than you just like thinking thinking about it or bypassing it. So I think a big mistake is people not fully feeling it. Fully feeling it can look like crying for like a couple hours or a couple days or a couple minutes. But once you like let it out, you then provide the space for the healing. Because holding that emotions and that stuck energy not only can manifest can manifest as physical illness, and we can't forget about the emotional root of our physical illnesses as well. So this is something you've lived through yourself. Yeah. And went through it with a coach. Yes. Well, I didn't have a coach for emotional eating. Okay. I did the brain rewiring certification. So we were doing brain rewiring on ourselves and like okay. With coaches there, so. All right, so the other one that was that I want to talk about was changing your language. So talk about that a little bit, changing your language. Yeah. As we move forward in this reversing our, our binge eating or emotional eating, what are some of the things, or, or even just life or eating yeah. period? Totally. Well, our brain only understands absolutes. So when you say something like, 
I'm not going to eat this. Your brain thinks like, oh my God, red flag, starvation. I'm never going to eat this. And it thinks like fight or flight, famine. It doesn't think like, oh no, I can eat this in a week because there's an abundance. Like our brain is primal. It doesn't understand that. So when you shift your language and you stop saying like, I'm not going to have this. I'm never going to eat this and change it to like, I'm choosing not to have this or I don't want this right now. It can really just shift our biological response to the food because saying things like never and like, it's not going to happen. It's just makes you want it more because your brain just puts up a red flag like, "Uh uh-oh, famine, starvation. What can we get our hands on? So just being really cautious and understanding that language is so powerful, how we speak to ourselves and the thoughts that we have can literally shift our physiological and biological response to certain things. Okay. Okay. Now, before we leave, what are some things you want to leave the listeners with about this brain we wired in emotional eating? So I always love to say, you can create your own reality. You just have to kind of take your power back. You know, we give our power away to social media, to the news media, maybe family, maybe friends. We like are always kind of consuming other people's opinions. But I think something really important is to just like tune into yourself. What feels good for you? What kind of life do you want to create on your own terms? If you actually want to change your relationship to food, if you actually want to overcome emotional eating, heal physically, you totally can. You just need to take starts with what are you thinking on a day-to-day basis? What are your beliefs about things? And how can you shift those and align your action to get there? Okay. Where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram is the best place. It's Michelle Kessel. And I'm a real person. I would love to connect with all of you who are listening. Shoot me a DM. Tell me what you liked about this episode. Let's connect. I think we forget that social media is meant to be social. (laughs) Right, right. It's Michelle Kessel. Yes. That's on Instagram. Your website is michellekessel.com. And I'm also a podcast host called Metamorphosis with Michelle. Yep. And you've been doing that a little bit. So that's kind of new to you, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to a couple. I popped out a couple of episodes (laughs) over the weekend. One thing that I asked my guest that has nothing to do with this topic if Michelle had 30 to 45 minutes to just chill out, what album or artist would you put on to listen to? Ooh, good question. Oh, depends on my mood. But I'm thinking like if I'm on the beach where I usually like to chill out, I like Rufus to Soul and like Odessa. I like like that kind of chill house music. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Now, you have a lot of beaches out there in San Diego. Yeah, I live right by yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. They're beautiful. I don't know. I can't remember. My favorite one was Mission Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ocean Beach is was always kind of weird area. Yeah, that's, I don't really like the actual beach of OB. <laughs> yeah. There's a nice dog beach there, though. Yeah. And then Coronado over Coronado Island has some nice beaches. And La Jolla, of course, we've got mm-hmm. the, the bomb beaches. But yeah, it's a, you know, I, my, my beach was Mission Beach, but yes, yeah, I love the beach. 
So anyway, I appreciate you taking the time to come on today and uh, reaching out to me to be on the show. It's amazing. And I, I, I love what you're doing. And it's much needed, especially through what we've been through. And I keep bringing that up, but it's not, I'm trying to make it go away as hard as I can. But it's up to the person and individual to make it go away themselves. Totally. And totally. Uh, I've kind of let it go myself, but I, I, it still comes up because we're surrounded by it. But yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you and I appreciate what you're doing. And I will put the links to your podcast, Instagram, and website. You also offer a consultation? Yeah, I offer a free 30-minute breakthrough call. And I just kind of do these to see how I can be of service to you and help you kind of break through your first blocks and what's holding you back. So offering those to the listeners of the show. All right. Thank you. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate you. Thank you. And bless you and take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.